Hello everyone, my name is Rick, Rick van Bruggen from Near4j and here I am again uh, recording another episode of our Grafistania Near4j podcast. Wonderful time of the, of the day to start uh, with this uh, type of a conversation because I have my dear friend uh, Stefan on the other side of this uh, call. Hi Stefan, how are you? Hi Rick and hi all of uh, the rest of you. I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, autumn is coming up or winter I would say here in Stockholm but uh, this is also one of the highlights of the month, right? Getting together, talking about all the magical things that are happening uh, within the graph community. So yeah, super excited. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, we've prepared a couple of things here to, to talk about and, and obviously we'll share all of that in the in the transcription. But maybe we'll start a little bit with some of the, um, uh, let's call it a little bit the corporate things uh, that we have Ooh, seen corporate. happening in the in the graph community. I mean, obviously, the, those are the, the things that we work on as well on a day-to-day basis at Neo4j. I was really excited by the Nodes conference that we had two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming you attended as well? Uh, this is now uh, where I'm gonna get fired. Uh, I was actually working with some clients, so I had a very hard time. I did like a double delivery, so one on EMEA time and one on the US like uh, West Coast time. So I was yeah. like completely booked. But um, uh, for me, also one of the good parts, and uh, this is also the perk of working within Neo, that uh, we were kind of recorded a lot of it and um, or recorded all of it, but then uh, to a point what what we can share, but. The amount of amazing content, I think it's like kind of mind blowing. Six very... days of content. Six days of this content. This is like, this is a fucking, I don't, I, I don't know. Oh, I said fucking, sorry. I was so excited. We, maybe we're going to need to blur that out. No, but it, it's like the, the Woodstock of graphs without any drugs, right? It's like, it's a huge thing. And I think it's like so cool to see how this is kind of pulled together from all parts of the world, like uh, young, old, use cases. People are just coming together. And I think it's such a beautiful thing and to, to really see how this kind of exploding almost. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I introduced it as like a corporate thing, but obviously because it's organized by Neo4j, but I think like at least 80% of the contributions have nothing to do with Neo4j as a company. You know, it's like the community that's driving all the content. So. It's yeah. uh, it's really really kind of a uh, kind of special. Um, it we also it had... is a network, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, we also had some some really interesting stuff happening. Um, you know, new release of uh, uh, Graph Data Science Library. Uh, you, you're you're familiar with that, right? Uh, I I got yes. really excited about it because it's it's kind of so so new, so innovative. I've I've never seen anything like it with the graph embeddings and stuff like that. Uh, what do you yeah. think? About it? Yeah, no, but uh, all these embeddings and stuff, and I, I think for me, uh, I have been fortunate enough to, uh, I put together like a sprint working with this with our GDS team, and every time when we go in there, I kind of mind blown of the result. Uh, I usually have this saying: uh, I tend to talk to a lot to the to the business people, and you know how. Uh, sorry, business people, but sometimes you actually just go like, and then I sprinkle some AI on top of this. And then I have magical results, right? And I always say that that sprinkle AI, this is somebody taking your job, right? Why would I ever want to have somebody saying sprinkle? There's always a person in behind, but with these embeddings, uh, uh, there is a moment when me and Jose had kind of tried it out. And first we did it using only like the algorithms and not embeddings. And the results were uh, extremely cool. Like uh, we did recommendation of, of our customer segmentation and then recommendation. And then we did one 
using embeddings and doing centralities and similarities uh, with that. The result is so much better, but the tricky part, we couldn't really backtrack what happens. Like we know that the result is better, but it was very hard to kind of explain. So it was actually a little bit of that magical black box feeling, uh, which is always cool when, when we enter into this kind of sphere or, or, or the place of unknown. Of course, this will be known for us in the future. We'll kind of have the mental model to accept it and understand it. But yeah, it is, it is, it's super, super cool. I, I, I'm losing track of words and I guess yeah. that's a first. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe people can read about it a little bit more on the website, and there's a new uh, Graph Academy course about it as well. So there's some really cool stuff that we can that we can refer to. Uh, the other thing that I'm uh, quite proud of, proud of, and uh, you know, uh, oh yes, yeah, we, we we talked about it on the previous episode of this podcast, which is the uh, the, the little book that me and Jim Weber created. Um, that, which is, you know, I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I think it's kind of special because. You know, it's it's a sign of the times in many ways, right? We're we're expanding yeah. into like a mass market where lots and lots of people and additional people are going to be exposed to graphs, and I think that's super super cool. You know, that's a, that's a really big evolution for all of us. Yeah, I mean, it's like this is one of the those famous books that you like when you're trying to catch up on things. You like and had no idea. You 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 went and bought this, right? This I, I have so many memories of this serious like uh, for dummies right uh, so i think again as as you're saying like uh, it's super cool with this like super forefront niche things but what i really see here and what i think is so cool coming back to the community it is now it becoming a paradigm shift now this is a democratization of of graphs and graph data science for the masses right and this is where i i think we we now start to see like the, the the big chunk of the bell curve, right? The mass coming. So it's super cool and super good that you did the book. Uh, I'm gonna force you to sign it for me and put it uh, uh, in my bookshelf with all of the other ones. Uh, uh, I have some really embarrassing ones oh. here for dummies, but I, I will not put it on here. But when you visit Stockholm, I will sure you will see it. Super cool, super cool. Hey, Stefan, then, uh, let's talk about a couple of those like super interesting cases that we saw, right? I mean, um, the big one for me was, I think it was end of September, early October, when uh, uh, the ICIJ, uh, the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, they released the FinCEN files. Uh, have you have you taken a look at those uh, at all? Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's once again an example of people putting their hands in a cookie drawer where they do not belong or like hiding things, right? And I think, again, coming back to it, it's like this idea that before we don't we, we don't really see that this happens and then uh, a lot of us goes in good faith but then these uh, ideas and this work of ICIJ and, and also graphs um, enabling like to uncover or unmystify these kind of shady corners uh, and I, I think uh, this is also one of the things that I'm really proud of working at a company as Neo because being part of kind of unfolding and and putting the, the spotlight on these things uh, uh, makes me really proud. Um, and of course, this is like also like a shift because people have have been able to kind of hide and trick things uh, or trick systems and people, I guess, uh, because of the limitations of those systems, right? But now with graphs that's kind of changing, of course, criminal activity will also change. But uh, I think at least uh, 
we we're clearing up this space and i i feel really proud about it yeah. i mean too i mean i think it's one of the coolest things about neo4j is that you know obviously it's a commercial company and and it's a, an, an open source movement you know, those are already two <laughs> really really cool things uh, being successful as we are but then you see then these use cases like uh, you know panama papers paradise papers and now the fincen files where you feel like you know the impact of this stuff is just way broader than you know the technical open source community or the yeah. the business reality of a company you know this is this is society you know this is this is us affecting change you know at a much bigger scale and uh, that i think that just energizes me you know it's uh, it's it's super cool to see that yeah you did some stuff with uh, apache zeppelin uh, around this right i i i just saw it in our link list uh, i didn't have time to read yeah, it yeah no i mean obviously uh, since I don't have a social life, you know, people know this by now, uh, <laughs> um, and I, you know, I'm not allowed anymore anyway. Um, but uh, I, I uh, That's the best part. When, when the FinCEN files came out, I started tinkering with it myself, and I, I'd always known about this uh, this technology called Apache Zeppelin, uh, which yeah. is it's like a notebook type uh, data uh, analysis, data wrangling um, uh, infrastructure. And uh, a couple of friends of ours in the community at uh, at Larus in, uh, in 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 Italy, they had created like a connector for Apache oh. and Neo4j. So it's super easy to to use that notebook notebook paradigm, you know, where you where you go from query to the next query from, and you build up a story really, um, uh, and analyzing the data. And so I applied that to the FinCEN files, which was which was a lot of fun to do. And you know what? It kept me off the streets, so everyone's happy. Um, so you did survive yet another month. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Good or bad, who nobody, know, nobody knows, right? No, but I, I think it was a great reading. And I, I got it in, in at least one of my lists uh, to, to catch up on. So yeah. it looks very, very interesting. So I thought you would be talking about the, the Spotify playlist that uh, Niels... Uh, yeah, our, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, trying to play it cool, you know, how, how it is. You, you don't want to spoil all of your good cards. No, 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 no. First you, date, right? you must get excited about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, also like my background within music, DJing, producing, but also uh, my other foot within, I, I guess, in the business part and this uh, kind of understanding uh, personas, because I, I think the way he did it is like, it is like a, a very, very smart recommendation, right? Rather, instead of uh, uh, viewing the traditional kind of uh, buckets of things, uh, where like uh, if you do a, a client example like segmentation of customers right i would be a, a middle age i guess oh that's a hard to say man wearing a turtleneck <laughs> I, I don't got any hair left i work with innovation right both that then we have the stereotype of me but it says very little on my actual behavior in different scenarios and i think what's what's so great about this is it's the same same kind of thing uh, but sorting out uh, basically a playlist and how songs are related to other songs uh, based upon um, the actual similarities of the song itself rather than the the artist's name or the artist category which it belongs within. So uh, one of those examples, I think Nils did an amazing job. I showed it uh, to a lot of friends in the 
music companies uh, here in the Swedish famous one. I, I don't know if we do commercial uh, stuff in here, but I, I'm used with Swedish television and in that you can't say the brand name. So, but you can all know uh, what company it was most likely. Uh, but I think it's like, it's such a cool thing. I, I think also the walkthrough with Niels is, uh, it's, it's super neat, it's explainable. And I think this is one of the use case that every single business that have anything uh, like any any persons relating to it uh, can have a use of uh, and i think uh, it's just go copy it try it yeah, yeah. lay it out uh, it's amazing and also you i find applied it to my own uh, i applied it to my own uh, favorites playlist uh, in spotify yeah. it's amazing what you get out of it you know so so this this script that uh, niels uh, created it basically reads the Spotify API, and then it categorizes your bucket of favorites into all of these kinds of like uh, sub playlists, which is, is yeah. super cool to do. One of the things that I found out about that, which which I didn't know about, is um, uh, the valence score of Spotify songs. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about it. It's, yeah, it's the happiness score. I think it's fantastic. They give they give like a happiness score to every song, which you can use to kind of uh, you know build playlists and uh, do recommendations as well. So really, really cool. Yeah, so uh, may I ask you, flavor. did you did you take any of the uh, newly recommended uh, or find or whatever created maybe it's the word um, or sorted out uh, playlist and then took those and then. Uh, made that playlist into a radio station because that will then turn that into oh, yeah. Neil's no, recommendation that, into yeah. the recommendation of that and then backwards that that could be actually kind of fun and see where we end up maybe we're yeah, just totally. uh, playing too much with algorithms here but <laughs> it, it, it could also be a very, like finding those uh, I think this is the beauty of these algorithms like it, it's not hard to kind of just recommend what you're supposed to listen to I mean that's a simple equation right uh, but the one thing uh, where this touches upon is these kind of cool things like I didn't even know that I would like to listen to this song. You know, this is where it gets spooky. It's like when you learn things, you didn't know that you wanted to learn. And I think this is that that whole kind of, uh, you know, we talk about the Wikipedia sinkhole, the YouTube sinkhole. And now I think Niels uncovered uh, the Spotify sinkhole in one sense, right? Uh, <laughs> which is... Uh, which is the part that I know they are working a lot with because the more time you spend on there, the better it is for their business. Exactly. Well, but Stefan, there's a bunch of other uh, use cases that we that we saw pop up. I'll, I'll put some of them on the on on the, the transcription. Um, but you know that we want to keep these uh, podcast uh, recordings uh, sure. quite shortish, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I think we'll, we'll we'll wrap up here. And uh, I'm going to thank you for uh, helping out and uh, and talking about all of this wonderful stuff with me. And I'll uh, very sure nice. talk to you very soon. Yes, bye-bye. And uh, again, strangers of the uh, internet, give me your recommendations of grabs uh, and connect. I, I would love that uh, because we're all a grab, right? Exactly. All right. See you thank next you, time. Stefan. Have a nice day. Bye.